0: I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about my partner does some crazy and dangerous things that I just don't understand. And that happens. And
1: unfortunately it happens more often than we think.
0: Mm -hmm. And so we're going to explore this a little bit. And for those of you out there that are dating somebody that is out of control and their behavior is just really outlandish... This is going to help you understand them yes. better.
1: And what we're going to do today is we're going to describe some of the outlandish behavior. And if you will bear with us, perhaps we will do the second half of it next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, Margaret, what, what do you want to say about
0: people that do these really outlandish behaviors? What, what is going on with someone What's that makes them do that? What's
1: going on with people who do some of these really seemingly crazy things? Is early childhood trauma, which is no surprise to anybody who watches us very often, Mm -hmm. because many of the ills in this world are caused by unfortunate circumstances when we're very little. Sure. Okay? Um, And we're talking about some pretty horrific symptoms, but I also know um, that there are people who are running into this symptom, these symptoms, which is what has prompted me to write this. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So we'll kind of do a preface today and then we will do the rest of it next time. Okay. All right? So you might want to sit back and th- look at the behaviors
0: we're describing and see if you're dating somebody that did these things, or maybe you did these things.
1: Yeah, maybe so yeah. Well, you know, oh, you know someone who's done these things. Yeah. Alright, so there are people in the world who do crazy self-destructive things and it's very startling and difficult to deal with when you run into it. Even when you've worked with it for years, it's always difficult and startling when you run into it. I have known many people who cut themselves when they are distressed. Mm-hmm. Now, that's more common among women but distressed men do also do it. Mm-hmm. okay. And it's a, it's a deep sign of not even thinking that dealing with it verbally is going to help. It's a sort of an, a wild urge to do something, mm-hmm. to fix things. I have known... Now, someone sitting there may be thinking, wait, how does cutting
0: yourself fix anything?
1: Okay, um, and that's of course one of the questions. And what does anybody care if I do it anyway? What cutting yourself does after much research on it, people have finally figured out, that cutting, the first thing it does is it moves your internal pain to the external. If I have feelings inside that are horrible and scary, and I feel lonely, and I feel angry, and I feel sad, and I have overwhelming feelings I don't know what to do with, if I cut myself, it will temporarily stop the crazy feelings. Sometimes for hours, sometimes for days. Okay. So it's like a desperate attempt to change your
0: internal state. That's
1: exactly right. That's the definition. It's a desperate attempt to change your internal state. And I hope that makes sense because remember, it, it moves from somewhere inside you to a visible mark, say, on your arm.
0: And Um, now you're not so focused on how you feel on the inside, you're focused on all the the pain on their arm. or all
1: the people who find out about it going crazy and coming to your aid.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay? Um, And do people do it just for attention? Sometimes it looks like it, but I think it's much more profound than that. It's a desperate, as Craig said, a desperate attempt to do something or make something change. Yeah. Okay? So cutting is one. Um, I've even known some people who set fires when they felt very distressed, and that's a disturbing symptom, needless to say um, and it can happen with adults or children and one of the expe- one of the explanations I've heard from the clients is how come you did that? I felt dirty and the fire kind of cleans cleansed things Wow okay Wow. Um, I've known teenagers who run away from home when they feel distressed. And they tell me that when they feel really, really horrible, there's nothing as much fun as the first hour of being on the run and being free. And after that, of course, they don't want to go home, they have no place to go, and then they get into all kinds of trouble. Yeah. But again, it's a, it's a drastic solution to a desperate feeling. Wow. I've known people who bang their head on the wall at night to help them calm down so that they can sleep. Now that makes no sense whatsoever, but sometimes people have said, "I feel like I bang the voices out of my head. I feel like I bang the bad thoughts out of my head. Wow! Um, it changes how I feel inside." As Craig said, always that's the, the designated behavior. I have one guy tell me once that his father used to put him to bed, throw him in the bed, hit his head on the bedboard, and then tell him to go to sleep. So, the, ever thereafter, he hit his head on the bedboard or whatever was available because that's how he was used to going to sleep. Um, children and adults will hoard food sometimes, and they get little tins and little boxes of things, and they hoard food because they have been hungry as infants and had no control over getting food or any food coming to them. And even though they're in an absolutely safe situation now, there's no way we're going to convince their unconscious anytime soon that there's enough food. A lot of adopted
0: kids do this. I was
1: going to say. Kids that you see coming into into the system through adoption or foster care would often show those symptoms. And of course the foster and adoptive mothers would be crazy. I don't want you to think I'm not feeding them. I feed them every day. I give them stuff they like. I ask them what they like. Etc., etc., etc. And it's easier for, to make an agreement with them to keep it all in one safe little cookie tin that doesn't encourage ants. And if you need it for a while longer, you have it in your room yeah. if you feel better. Mm-hmm. And they would tell you things like the only things that were ever in the refrigerator when I was growing up were mustard, pickles, and sometimes some bread. These kids will want mustard, pickle, and bread sandwiches, mm-hmm. again guaranteed to drive a foster mother crazy. Okay, but oh, if you don't so look sad at the, though, it is sad. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't look at the source of the behavior, it makes no sense at all. In other very severe cases, there are people who have hurt animals for all of the same reasons that this has happened. And I remember one woman who loved animals in her reasonable adult self, crying her eyes out, saying, "I felt like I passed the pain from myself to the animal, and now I feel horrible about it."
0: Wow. But Displacement? Sort of, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and, and they would feel an incredible feeling of peace. Um, afterwards? Afterwards.
0: Did it make them feel like powerful in some way?
1: I never heard that. I never heard them say that. I mean, I suppose it certainly would have worked. They've always been on the powerless end of things. So sure, this yeah. time they would be on the, on the I'm in control mm-hmm. end. But the, the remorse, which is a good thing um was was hard to hear yeah um, i'm an animal person i find it especially hard um, what i'm describing here has to do with early experiences of physical and sexual trauma or outrageous neglect remember we said like being left in a crib alone for god knows how long um, and it happens it does happen and kids get angry and cry and Eventually they just give up crying and they give up for essentially asking for help because they've given up on getting it. And every once in a while, of course, we would get kids into foster care who wouldn't even cry when they were hungry or hurt because they had long since given up on anybody coming to help them. Horrible. And you had to work with them to get them to the point where they would even seek comfort let alone take it. Okay? Yeah. and like I was saying to Craig earlier, and then we get those kids into the foster care system and we get them adopted, and when at age 13 they're in really in a bad mood, we seem to be puzzled why. Okay? Little ones can't put words to um, how they feel. They can do play therapy, however. So, um, And I will just review. Uh, we talked about post-traumatic stress before. But the kinds of internal experiences these folks are having are flashbacks, like we talked about in post-traumatic stress, where a flash of something comes in your head yeah. that may have happened to you in the past, very frightening. Okay, and it pops into your head uninvited. Dreams and terrible nightmares where people are left alone or being hurt. Um, terrible anxiety, all of the kind and a sev- all kinds and a very severe startle response. In other words, I have hundreds of times had someone in my office who hears like another door closed on the carter and they'll jump six feet. I already know then I have PTSD. It's a startled response. A frightening sensation of being numb, physically and or emotionally or both, where people have been so hurt that they've just learned to turn off their feelings, emotionally and physically. And sometimes those people will cut, hoping to feel the pain so they'll still know they're alive. Yep. And somehow the blood coming out also reminds them that they're alive.
0: It seems like somebody would have to dissociate yes. for themselves to be that numb.
1: Dissociate means, in its simplest form, say for example, a child is being sexually abused in his or her bed. And it does also happen to boys. What a lot of kids learn to do is leave their bodies. Physical escape is not possible. The perpetrator has them. He's big, you're little. So people will learn to leave their bodies and kind of watch the whole scene from the ceiling like it was another little girl or another little boy. And that's how people get through it. That can be problematic later, but thank God we have the mechanism for children to get through it without experiencing the entire thing. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. Um, and people will people who are frighteningly numb will also pet, as we said, and a terrible, frightening feeling of being alone, like you would have felt back in that crib when you didn't know when anybody might show up again. Yeah. And in the next. Because you feel the feelings of death. Yes, you do. You think you're going to die. It feels like it. Yes, it does. And so this is hard stuff to hear. But hang on for next week when I will give you some specific examples from my experience. And it doesn't then sound quite so so scary Mm -hmm. when you talk about real people. And real people can recover from this. And one of the reasons I'm presenting this today is that I've been hearing from the people I work with, sometimes that they have these feelings or that sometimes people have partners who have these feelings and do these crazy things, yeah. alright? So sorry for the downer, but you need <laughs> to know. Right. Yeah, there are many
0: of you guys out there that have had a partner sure. that did these behaviors and you just couldn't understand it. can't it. make
1: any sense out of it because it yeah. makes no logical sense. There's another kind of logic in the unconscious. As you could hear from some of the things, you know, it made me feel better. I hated it, but it made me feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I dated a girl that cut herself before. Yes, you did. And uh, it was completely overwhelming and I didn't understand all this yeah. stuff at the time. And it was just like, what is going on? Yeah. Massive amounts of drinking, but of course it was just a symptom. Right.
1: She had had major abuse right. in her childhood. Right. And people will do whatever they can to manage those feelings, and I don't judge them for the behavior. But if you want to see me, it's got to come out in words, and it can't come out in acting out. And those are our options about bad stuff that might have happened to us in the past. Yep. Either we're going to act it out, or we're going to talk about it. And talking about it is a whole lot better and easier. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. And, the, and the hospital bills are much Much cheaper. better, yeah. <laughs> the hospitals are filled with folks like this, the yeah. mental hospitals. And usually they're over the crisis. It was a crisis maneuver that they did. And usually they're all over the crisis in three or four days at the most.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's a lot to take in, yeah. and if you've ever dated somebody who did did these mm-hmm. things, you may have not understood them. You thought, "Why right. are you doing this?" Right. Why are you doing stop. this? Crazy stuff, yeah. But like I said earlier, it's a very desperate attempt yeah. to change that internal state. Right. Alcohol, drugs, and cutting, cutting, anything to change how you feel. Yep. Okay. So that's a pretty good overview. We'll go Here. back and revisit this we'll again in the future. It. Yes. Um, But we didn't want to overwhelm you too much.
1: Overwhelm you too much today with this.
0: Okay. So, a lot of interesting stuff, Margaret. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. Skype coaching, and if you need to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also available. I'm now
1: available and very looking forward to talking with you. And
0: she has an incredible understanding of mental health and personality disorders and you know all kinds of extreme behavior like we talked to the, about today. So if you have a situation where that has gone on and you're confused, Margaret would be excellent Absolutely. as a resource for I'll that kind of stuff. I'd be happy to talk with you you got tons of experience. Okay, but that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.
1: Hi, I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years' experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. If you would like professional help, with your situation, please contact us at AskCraig.net.